selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Celebrity Book Club. I'm so exhausted. I've been hyping the Pacific Crest Trail for 11 days. All I want in the world is some red wine and Snapple. My feet ache. And... What is that? Two figures? Oh, God. It's two attractive young men hiking towards me. Oh, God. Wow. They're beautiful. What? Could they be serial rapists? Hey! Oh. Hey, little lady! What's a pretty girl like you doing out alone in the woods? Oh, God. I'm Doug. This and is I... my son, Tom. And we're both 23. Oh, hi. Um, I'm Cheryl. Cheryl Strayed. Strayed? That's a funny last name. That's a funny name. last name. In that instant, I thought I shouldn't have told them my last name. These men, they were so attractive and knowledgeable, and yet saying menacing things about my body. That pack you have is big as shit, especially compared to your small, gorgeous female body. Here, let me take a look inside that pack. Take it off and have a sip of my water that I purified. Oh, God, thanks. Where would I be without you guys? Huh. I can't believe that they found me attractive, even in my disgusting, feral, totally homeless lesbian state of a hiker. And hey, Cheryl, just wanted to say, you're exactly where you need to be. They were so kind, I realized they didn't want to kill me, and that made me want to fuck them even more. I can't believe you're doing this alone. A girl, alone, blonde and soft. Here, why don't you join us skinny dipping in the that little creek over there? We'll wash our dirty, dirty trail bodies. I won't look. Um, okay, you guys are being weird. <laughs> Let's have some iodine pills and go to bed. <laughs> But I knew in that moment all they wanted from me was a smile and the promise that I'd make it. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. 
Pretty much the same. I'm not angry anymore. I'm not sad. I'm not excited. I'm just all of those things at once and nothing. And ultimately, I'm free. I could say I feel so sad right now, but also the horniest I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah, well, nothing makes me feel horny like heroin physical adventures. As I mentioned to you, I've been to Midtown and downtown Brooklyn and then back to Midtown already in one day. That is actually insane. I'm still <laughs> gripping with that. Like, you in Midtown at nine? I had a dermatology appointment. Oh, hell yeah. He said things are looking great. Thank you. Oops. And I'm just putting this out there for our listeners because I know people come here for medical advice. But, you know, I have those little, maybe you don't know. I have small occasional red dots on my torso that some people have called cherry angiomas. Huh. And I did ask him about that. I didn't them. know about that. He said they're a completely normal part of aging. Fuck yeah. Oh, was that hard to hear? <laughs> it, that feels like a different genre. It was. And he said it like laughing almost maniacally in this way. They're like, ha ha, you're old. And he did say that I could pay him $325 to remove all of them. But it would be purely an aesthetic choice. Because you're like going to the baths and the guys are like, ew, there's that old guy with a little red dot. They're really small. I'm just going to say they're really small. They're freckles. No, I, I've never even noticed them. And I've seen you nude Every more day. times than <laughs> I want. Anyway, it was the start of a very long journey that has ended here in the Red Studio, <laughs> or as we call it, the Studio of Gods. I'm so glad you're okay. And why are we talking about journeys? Why are we talking about journeys? Because we're doing an amazing book today that has rocked my fucking world. But we're doing it for a reason because, not just because it's a book. And not just because it's a memoir. Not just because it's by a woman. Yeah, a blonde woman who's <laughs> Gen X and 55. <laughs> we're doing it because our dear co-worker, I thought it was his favorite book, but it's actually his favorite movie based on this book. Which is interesting because as someone who has experienced both the film and the book, I would say, as usual, the book is better. The book is way better, and we're going to get into that. But before that, please. Welcome to this stage. You know him from his popular iHeart podcast. I always forget the name. Radio Lab. No, no, no. That's not it, though. No. No. It's called just like. George and Sam take an adventure. Yes. The Nikki Glazer. Yes, (laughs) Yes, it's called the Nikki Glazer podcast. Please welcome Welcome Greek God, George (laughs) Severus. And I just want to say. On my way here from Brooklyn, I forgave you myself. Yes. I forgave you, Stephen. And I forgave you, Lily. Oh, my God. And Thank I forgave you. my mother, my father, Damn. both my sisters, oh. and <laughs> President Donald Trump. I said, clean slate starting now, Mama. Yes. yes. Let's see how the New Hampshire primaries go. <laughs> let's go. Because I'm forgiving left and right today. And let's let the healing begin. Let's let the healing begin. I would like to start the healing with all of us cracking open one of the world's most refreshing drinks, Snapple. Snapple. But in the book we read, which we'll reveal, I guess, in a second, although you obviously know what it is already, she loves Snapple. And specifically Snapple lemonade. And she craves it while she's hiking the Pacific. Even though in her pre-PCT life, she, she didn't, didn't think twice about Snapple. No, no, no. So she funny. never thought about Snapple. How when you're away from civilization, you'll suddenly crave things that were never part mm-hmm. of your daily routine. Um, okay, before we taste the Snapple, let me just say what the book is. Mm. We read 
you know her because she wrote a book. She wrote a book. (laughs) And she's one of those people, this rarely happens with us, where the celebrity's book that we read, they got famous from the book they wrote. Yeah, she is a celeb because... Because of a book. Because this book was so big. Yeah. And it was adapted into a film, I'll say it, starring none other than Reese Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Of course, we're talking about the book Wild Wild by... Cheryl, Cheryl Strayed. And as I learned in this book, she made up that name. That shook me. <laughs> that shook me Did you know that? Unfortunately, I did know that from the film. I guess I forgot that from the film. I almost rewatched last night. And, and then I decided I not didn't. to because I didn't yes. want to spoil the book. Because I was so in, I in Cheryl. Yeah, I remember the movie being like, that's fine. Okay, so this is where we maybe disagree. Wait, can I just taste the snapple? Please. It's in this yeah. sad, kind of like ergonomic, like slightly well, womanly shaped bottle with the I waist. Think it's literally to... like exercise water. Yeah, it's very crystal light coated. Yours is pink <laughs> with sugar. Yeah, we ours did are both zero sort of Arnold sugar. Palmer. Because I thought you'd be more into full. I mean, I definitely zero sugar freaks me out. So thank you. And I actually just wanted the half and half to me because my old favorite flavor used to be when I was a camper, peach. Me too. I was about to say peach. It Mm. had this. All right. You guys are being very like random like girl Twitter that goes viral. Just being like, did anyone else love peach snapple or was that just me? 200K Um, likes. It's like like, jealous or not of the peach snapple. snapple. I'm peach snapple years old. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I do have to say this is incredibly sugary. It's very country time for me. It tastes like I'm at the Nantucket airport and I'm six. And I'm ordering this at the restaurant. Can I ask you something? Please. Do you find this caffeinated because I do feel buzzing. Yeah, I feel high because I'm amongst like really cool thinkers mm-hmm. right now. But I don't know if that is you guys and me feeding off this energy or the zero sugar. I'll say though, the taste is good. The taste has a and it's the sugar that has a a um a almost like a starchiness that grabs on to the inside of your mouth. A tannin, if you will. This half and half, I'm not complaining. I want you to taste the full sugar just so you can see what Ooh. I'm talking about. Because I can imagine hiking the 2,320-mile trail. Oh, Would you like to wow. taste the half and half? Right? That sugar's grabbing That's hold. country time. Yeah. But can you imagine really craving that while you're hiking yes. for a day? That and ice oh, cream wow. cone see, and a huge dick. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl Strayed, if I just may, is one of the horniest women on planet Earth, which is so cool. And I felt like they didn't really show as much as they could have in the movie. And they showed it in Tiny Beautiful Things starring Catherine Hahn on Hulu. Well, Catherine Hahn is better at being horny than Reese Witherspoon. 100%. I mean, I'm so glad you made me watch Tiny Beautiful Things, which is adapted from her book of advice columns, Dear Sugar, Sugar. and Catherine Hahn plays Cheryl Strayed in that as like a messy advice columnist who can't get her life together, but she's giving advice to people. And it was like at the beginning of like cool literary blogs. Well, it was on the rumpus. The rumpus, right. Which is very like Gen X writers. There's this whole kind of writing community that she's a part of that are very into writer's retreats. And it reminded me of the whole kidney saga from last year. But it's also like Dan Savage, Lindy, like all those Pacific Northwest writer Mm. type people are also, I feel like, in the same I guess what I don't understand about that whole culture is all these people are like writing essays. Okay, about what? Who asked? (laughs) They're sharing them with each other and they're like writers groups. And it's like, what's this all for? Like, why don't you just go? For the rumpus. But it's just like, why don't you go, I don't know, move to New York and move in literary circles? Well, no, 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 no. no, no. That's the whole point is they're rejecting this New York City 
in literary circles. It is about being punk, walking the trail. It's about getting married and doing heroin. No, and I'm and obsessed writing. with all the heroin and actually... the marriage. No, definitely do heroin, but honey, do it in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I did a show in Seattle recently, a friend of mine from college came and he lives in Seattle and he was like, you know, I didn't see your show listed in the alt-weeklies. I'm so glad like so-and-so told me about it. And it occurred to me, people in Seattle and Portland read read alt-weeklies in a way even now, and I'm sure more then in 1995. But there is a real attention to the local literary scene. Which I think is great, obviously. Like conceptually, politically, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And yet as a personal choice, I'm just like, but... If you wanted to be a writer, what are you doing going to like one of these like retreats and like, you know, but then, you Buck know, a lot Thorn, of people Montana. say you, you've said it yourself. You're like, oh, I could write my book, except I have too many restaurants to go to. It's true. Yeah, And I have some news for you. She still lives in Portland, Oregon. Never made the move. Yeah. Uh, well, I see one, two. And I see he, mad best-selling books. Mad best-selling books. I'll say it, she's probably more successful than all three of us. <laughs> oh, no. A hundred percent. But, you know, isn't she the exception to the rule? Dan Savage. Dan Savage. Lindy West. (laughs) Lindy West. West. Okay, I mean, the three furies of the apocalypse And it's like, okay, when Elizabeth Gilbert moved back to New York to care for her lesbian dying. Right, she didn't write a single thing. No, she didn't, so. I don't remember the last time someone who lived in New York wrote anything, actually. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. And I will move, and then I will (laughs) write my book. Yeah, maybe a trend piece for the style section. No, Um, I know. You did a really good, I feel like, summary of what Dear Sugar the vibe it was where basically she turned like advice column like on its ass. <laughs> it's someone being like, I'm contemplating a career move and she writing back like, I was a paraplegic by age four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you need that. Yeah. You need it to put it all in perspective. But so on my way here, I was like, because I finished the book, didn't have time to do any other additional reading, but I was like, I need something else. And so I just searched on the podcast app, Cheryl Stray. The first thing that came up was her on Brooke Shields' podcast. Oh, which also records here. It was well, actually shout out. Okay. by our producer, Darby. I, well, I have nothing negative to say about it. So. <laughs> okay, let's go. But Cheryl was like, you know, when people ask me questions, my job is to close read what they're saying and say it back to them because people are afraid of the things they already know. That's so therapist. So sit with that. Chilling. And you know what else she said? She's never done therapy. She said that to Brooke Shields. Okay. I mean, she famously did do some court-mandated therapy. Could you, yes. could you walk up to Brooke Shields and say, I've never done therapy? <laughs> could any of us? And then Brooke was like, girlfriend, I am so jealous of you. All I do is therapy. <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend. girlfriend. Okay, to get into the book for a second, yeah. reading this, I was like, wait. Because I have been thinking, like, oh, should I start therapy again? Because I stopped because therapists like, kept on canceling on me. And now, now like, I'm just hiking. like, I'm doing the PCT. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're Are oh, we all after the book? Was no, everyone like, I'm doing the was PCT? Was there such a, I assume there was a massive, like, eat, pray, love, like, influx of kind of there must have carpet bagging I think so. And I think tourists. both in the book and even in the film, which I believe parts of it were actually filmed along the PCT, it was almost a form of activism on her part to be like, part of this is promoting nature walks and the PCT. And she does speak beautifully about the history of the trail. She kind of like tosses in her Wikipedia moments throughout the yeah. book where she's just like, and it was originally the dream of a woman yeah. from, from Bellingham, Washington State. Well, she'll have this like pages long description of the most harrowing parts of her childhood and then be like, in 1947, <laughs> one woman had a dream. <laughs> 
for a while, I honestly stayed away from this book because I thought it was going to be so Wikipedia. And like for just, years, for you've years. been passing wild in, <laughs> and been like in no, the aisles. No, and I thought it was just going to be kind of like boring and about walking. And it's way less Wikipedia than I thought. No, this, and this is, book is it's, gripping. it's gripping. It's powerful. I it's cried story. at different moments. I, as I mentioned to you, I just was sobbing at the Hilton finishing this in the middle of a realtor conference. Well, you walked in, I must say, tears, and I'm not exaggerating for comedic effect, tears streaming down your face and snot quite literally in your mustache. (laughs) I was was ugly crying. I was in big, ugly West Virginia having a big, ugly cry. (laughs) I mean, the end is insane. And it's, it's actually not that hard to stick a landing in a book like this because you're crying because the journey is over and the journey's so insane. But oh my God, I, when she finds out that Doug dies I know. in a kite sailing accident in New Zealand. So Doug is someone she meets along the way. You know, people who hike the PCT, you yeah. know, they're adventurers. Yeah. Type T thrill seekers. Okay, so you're going to go to New Zealand. You're going to kite sail. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like she heard about one of the people dying in Sierra Nevada in the snow. Well, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop with Greg. Like, was Greg going to go hike it again the year after and then die? I also kept being like, wait, is this the guy she meets and eventually becomes her husband? I also thought in like a very e love way. I thought that was going to be a reveal Um, too. And I won't reveal whether or not that's a reveal to people who do want to read the book. (laughs) (laughs) It's so harrowing to be like, there with her every step of the way she really does take your hand as a and we can get into her writing whether or not she is one of the greatest writers of the generation or not i Um, think after reading this i'm gonna say pretty much yeah yes (laughs) i mean i think definitely when i compare her to the books we often read i think right it is crazy to read this book and you're like oh i see why you became famous for writing this memoir versus people who become famous famous. who are celebrities and then write a book yeah well (laughs) memoir writing is such a tough genre for that reason because Basically, it's 50% like Mary Carr, like people that are truly talented at the art of memoir, and then 50% fully Megan Fox. Which and, is talented in her own <laughs> right. Yes. yes. And just to be fair, Megan Fox wrote a book of poetry, so not a actually, memoir. Okay. And she may, and she may yet prove to be a talented memoirist. Wait, so, George, just let's get it out of the yeah. way. You think the movie is better No, no, than I don't the think book? the movie is better. I just I, think it's the best movie of all time. I would say... <laughs> Obviously, the book. Listen, okay. Speak. Here's what I'll say about the movie. So the Let's movie. Let's be honest. For me, I watched the movie in theaters. I'm not saying this to try to pretend I'm somehow more sophisticated than I am, but just in terms of my tastes, I can't stress enough how I'm not the kind of person that normally would gravitate towards a narrative like this. Like I thought going in that it was going to be some eat, pray, love thing of like a really privileged woman trying to like force herself to be bisexual and like whatever. <laughs> And I, I really did not expect to be moved by the movie as much as I I was like bawling essentially for the last 50% of the film. And the final sequence of the film, which I actually think is really beautifully done, basically starts with the little boy singing. Yeah. That so moment. In, in the book, there's this little boy who is troubled in some way. His it has mo- an angelic voice. Has an angelic voice. And basically is like, want to hear me sing? And she's like, sure. And then he sings in this like beautiful voice. It reminded me of the soprano I used to have in middle school when I sang Maria in West Side mm. Story. 
And I remember we had West a Side choral Romeo. director woman with like triple oh, F's. Yeah. Do you remember her? And like I was kind of her like little gay soprano protege. She was like an actually trained opera singer. Yes, sorry, and she was in middle she, school. Sorry, middle school. Is this, the, is this your Newton private high school? No, Cambridge. It was Cambridge. Cambridge. Based. George. Yeah, <laughs> the in intellectual crucible of America. Sure, sure, sure. And I remember her being just like, "We're writers gotta, live. <laughs> we're writers <laughs> live." Her going, "I gotta take you on tour." Stop. Because I was such a freak little faggot with my high voice. Imagine baby Stephen being the one to make Cheryl finally cry with his voice <laughs> singing as a soprano. <laughs> okay, wait. The final sequence basically starts with the little boy singing. Then Cheryl is like, "Okay, goodbye." And then the boy leaves. And as soon as she's alone, she basically breaks down crying. Like mm-hmm. she hasn't cried the whole film. And hearing the beauty of the little boy's voice is what finally makes her break down. And then the music crescendos, and then that really takes you like through to the finale. So it's just like little boy, and then it goes into the monologue that's like, what if I forgive myself? What if heroin taught me something? Blah, blah, which of course always makes me bawl. And then it's like her at the end on the bridge being like, I would come back to this bridge with the man that I would eventually marry. Oh, right. And my <laughs> daughter, Bobby, is named after my mother. No, I know. I mean, I was just like, that whole ending also really reminded me of of the end of Six Feet Under, how you fast forward into the future and you see like all these different things. And like there is just this incredible moment of the cosmos coming together and you're only ever one moment in time. You can never know what happens to you, but you're always where you need to be. Mm-hmm. What if you do forgive yourself? I mean, when she says, what if I forgive myself? <sighs> I lose it every time because that really just takes you through to the end. And to say like, what if heroin taught me something? Like there's something mm. so brave about that entire monologue and she reveals the traumas in a piecemeal way over the course of the book she does a great job doling them out where it starts out with the mom's cancer mom's dying Mm -hmm. two young moms only in her early 40s dying of cancer and it's traumatic and then it's like revealed that she actually got a divorce right after that and then it's revealed that she actually got into heroin and it's like oh she's really like she's still in love with the husband but doesn't want to be with him and she sabotaged the marriage by like serially cheating on him just like dead eyed dissociating just because she wanted to like fuck it up yeah Anyway, the point is, I saw it in theaters, and then I sort of became obsessed with it. Never actually read the book, but I would say have watched the movie seven or eight times. Oh my since god! Okay, so it's kind of a yearly, and it almost became this like private, like silly, like meme with myself, where I was like, "Isn't it I love so funny? Like, yourself. isn't it so funny that I randomly love the movie Wild? <laughs> yeah, gay like, guy obsessed yeah, with this yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah oh, <laughs> and then I had this idea where I was like. Which again became like a little meme that I have with my friends from college, where I <laughs> we we think that every year they should remake it with a different actress, and it should be sort of like oh, that's Shakespeare, because it is actually a perfect role for a film actress, because it's yes. so much emoting on camera, and you could see Charlize doing it. You could see, oh, I could really see Charlize, Charlize would be doing better than it. Reese. I'll say, okay, comparing the Han to the Reese, Catherine Han in the new Hulu Catherine show. Catherine Han is so much more. Probably accurate to Cheryl Strayed yes, in a no. way, but she's also doing different things she's with too, it, which I'm here's into. My, Tiny Beautiful Things is ultimately the exact same as like every other show that's on Hulu that are all like coastal elite, coastal ennui, just like started with like friends with money and then it never no, ended, we, where it's yes. just always like, I'm a 40 something woman, but I can't keep a job. Oh, I'm a mess. I need a croissant and there's getting flakes all over my top. It's, is it's my husband going to leave Literally me? my favorite genre <laughs> where it's a 44 year old woman and then it cuts to her getting fucked in her Acura in a parking lot and her cell phone's like buzzing and she hasn't come yet and she's just like 
<laughs> no. Here's the thing: is that Reese is too prissy and uptight. I think to to really capture <sighs> well, this her, is the th- yeah. her like working class struggle. However, I think Catherine Hahn is also too coastal to capture her yeah. Minnesota struggle. So I do think Reese achieves a kind of as a Southern girl achieves exactly. a non coastalness, a regular personness that I think like works in the movie. I think Reese's acting is very good in the movie, and I do agree with you that. I think she connects to it on a deeper level than just women's stories matter. Well, she produces. She, I feel like that was one of the first well, books that yes. right, Reese was like, um, I'm taking this. We're doing this. I'm turning it's it into when, a movie. It's when Reese decided I'm getting she would the be back Oprah. interest. Yeah. Well, because she was, because like, be this was after like a prologue. She won the Oscar for Walk the Line and then did a series of <laughs> true flops. Movie. Like she did like This Means War and like all these like <laughs> bad rom coms. <laughs> and so this was like her big comeback where she was like, I'm taking my career in my own hands because all the scripts that are getting sent to me are like Sweet Home Alabama, but worse. Yeah. And not realizing that the rom-com era had ended with 27 dresses, definitively. Right. That was the last movie. And like, (laughs) bring back (laughs) rom-coms. Celebrity Book Club. It was that summer. That summer, I started using Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth makes elevated loungewear and amazing, luxurious, soft, bedding that surpasses even the finest hotel sheets for a restful night's sleep on your travels or at home. I love Cozy Earth so much that I got it as a present for my spouse and the things that happened on that bed you wouldn't believe it. I got their joggers and oh my god it almost feels like you're nude better than nude it feels like you're swimming in the most luxurious ocean so stay cool and comfy during long flights with cozy earth's temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew adding mm, a touch of style to your travel ensemble discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at cozy earth Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code CBC at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know we sent you after checkout, okay? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented coffins or outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You know, (laughs) okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. Yes, daddy. And take your business to the next level because we're business women. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., I'm talking Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and all your favorite DTC brands. Do you want to be a Brooklyn in business, or do you want to be the sad girl selling candles on the subway? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. If you do it uppercase, it won't work. Just like your sales if you don't use Shopify. Shopify.com slash book club. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Wait, okay. My one final thing that I want to say about Reese is, yes, her acting is good, but she does not ugly herself up enough in that movie. She never actually looks like chicken skin. No, and she gets dirty because in the descriptions that Cheryl gives about being dirty, it's like, honestly, now that I've been to Portland, I'll say this. I'm just like, you've seen dirty. I'm just like, you are so this mix of like, hippie, punk, dirty, Jerry Garcia, alternative girl, and you are dirty. And it's like the scene that I remember of Reese taking off the boots. The only scenes really, it's like, I remember the movie just being about boots hurting and Snapple. I'm telling you, rewatch it. You're going to be moved. I'll rewatch, but I was, and then it's like in this, I'm so moved. I'm just like, this is so much more than boots. Of of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, have y'all ever been fitted for boots at REI? Wait, REI. I can't yeah, believe we're like, doing segments about REI. I mean, have you guys like gone? Have they like made you like jump on planks and like? I love when she describes like how knowledgeable every employee at REI. At REI. They all came from me. different levels of adventurousness and hiking know-how, but at the end of the day, they knew their gear. They front know and back. gear. Yeah. I don't know when REI I mean, came I, about. But I, I, but I feel like the 90s was really its rise. I don't know if REI is still like this. I kind of assume it isn't because anytime I've ever been to a store, no one is like... Well, that's very New York City. Like, no, yeah, New York, but, where no one writes books and the REI starts to... No, REI in New York is hell. But I will... T- so after I watched Wild for the first time, I did go to Iceland by myself. And I did go to REI to purchase... Wait, a, did you what? sob viewing the Northern Lights? Well, I was alone hiking for my birthday. Let's just say that. Wait, so you oh fully wilded after. You well, strayed. it was the most safe gay guy recent college grad <laughs> version of wild. It was very much like me looking up like- tons of money in your bank <laughs> account. Literally like Airbnb experiences, hiking, <laughs> day long, picked up by a bus that takes you to see ponies but not touch them, and then you hike to the hot springs. But anyway, I, when I went to RIF for that trip right. in San Francisco, it did very much feel like how she described it. Like everyone was being very helpful. And I have those boots to this. I mean, again, my hike was not as arduous as this one. So they <laughs> so sort of still so look wrong. new, but um, <laughs> but I do have them to this they day. Brown. <laughs> Dag on. And I actually wore them when I had my Halloween costume at Cheryl Stray this past Halloween. Which you're going to need to send us for well, of course. high res. Oh, please. don't worry. They're on my Insta. Okay. But yeah, I'll send high res. <laughs> one of my favorite parts, it's a. Flashback, she's in the hospital, her mother is dying, and one of the male nurses come in. And she's like, I could see the outline of his cock in his, like, white nurse's pants, and I needed him to, like, take me now. Horniness for her is actually an intellectual—it's a way of processing trauma. Yeah. 
She's like, well, when my mom was dying, I was into that guy's dick. I mean, it makes sense. Like, she was like, well, I got married also almost out of trauma because she needed something like stable in her life. Where just like she was like, her father was abusive. And then her mom got with this guy who was like, fine, Eddie. And then she's like, well, I'm going to start my own family. Like, kind of, fuck you guys. And that was her rebellion of marrying young. And then when the mom gets sick, she needs to feel out of control. She got married the same age her mom did at 19. Mm. And then after saying that she would never be her mother and and she finds herself doing the same thing. And then wasn't that crazy when she has an abortion, she realizes her child would have been born on her mother's 50th birthday? Yeah. I'm just saying these are you guys into numerology? These are some moments in the book I didn't get in the movie, is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? mean, Where like the book is always gonna be more dense. Reading this book, you know you get a sense of how exciting it is to be a heterosexual woman. Because... Every, well, and terrifying. Yeah, well, yeah. And what is more exciting than terror? Yeah, of course. Every man she meets can either kill her or fuck her. And she is constantly sizing them up. And so there's this whole thing where every time she like meets a new man on the trail, she's always listing their race, age, height, weight... Beard, like, facial hair. Beard, facial hair, clothing. Like, almost as if she's telling the police officer, like, who's reading this after she's been killed. Like, there's always just a, okay, like, what are they going to do? He kind of smiled coyly. And, like, there's all these little signals that maybe mean that he's going to kill her. And then she's also just being like, he was attractive. Well, I found the nape she- of his <laughs> neck to be wildly erotic. And after seven days of never having been touched, all I could think about was him pressing his male body against mine. I shivered. Here's a question I want to ask you guys. He reached for his gun. Where it's it makes you think about being really stuck in a desert island where it's like when she's camping with like one of the guys, I forget which one, and she's very like, I'm actually not attracted to him, but then she's wishing that he would knock on her tent. Do you think you, on the PCT, could fall in love with anyone? Of course. I kind of feel like, yeah. Period. Period. (laughs) Period, bitch. I mean, it's so like when you go to Honcho, you know what I mean? Like when you go to like (laughs) a game. It's so Honcho. It's so Honcho. Cheryl Strayed, you would have loved Honcho. I mean, she almost goes to like a straight Honcho in this Oh my God, I love it. They tried to go to Rainbow Festival. When she lights up at the mention of Rainbow Festival, (laughs) she's like literally hiking in order to overcome her trauma. And the second someone's like, want to go to a party? She's like, oh my God, you guys, I went last year. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was so amazing. (laughs) Like, okay, let's go through some, yeah, the famous ones. When a guy gives her a Bob Marley t-shirt on the trail and it changes her life. Paco. Paco. And then everyone she meets along the way is just like fucking gnarly ass tea, dude. (laughs) That's so cool. I mean, they're all acting like they've never seen a Bob Marley tea before. It's not the most like common iconography. Like it was. Of the 90s. And and it like had a quote on the back. Well, and it was like, if you have this T-shirt, you'll be one with the spirits or something. Like, like actually the most you've walked into a hippie store in a yeah. college town where like you're buying a Bob Marley T-shirt and some incense. And someone's like, once you have this, man, you're <laughs> one with the lions. <laughs> okay, wait, let me read this passage. There is a sex scene in the book. Mm. And when she is in this town right after Jerry Garcia dies... And she's in Ashland, Oregon. And everyone's like mourning in Oregon and they're all Well, like, they're also like, hey, have you heard the news? Yeah. She's like, what? They're like, Jerry died. <laughs> and she's like, fuck. There is like a different version of this book where the news would have been like 9-11 or something, but it's so fitting that when she finally re-enters society, everyone's it's... like, have you heard? <laughs> so she meets this guy in a Wilco t-shirt, which we'll get to. 
He leaned forward and kissed me again, and I kissed him back with more fervor than I had before, and we stood there kissing and kissing between his tent and his car, and the corn and the flowers and the stars and the moon all around us, and it felt like the nicest thing in the world, my hands running slowly up into his curly hair and down over his thick shoulders and along his strong arms and around to his brawny back, holding his gorgeous male body against mine. There hasn't ever been a time that I've done that, that I haven't remembered all over again how much I love men. When I read that, I was like, okay, Stephen and George. (laughs) 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 Well, what was so... You guys are fucking being like, fuck. I see in your notes, Lily, that the first thing you have (laughs) is, I have sex like a guy, which is a quote she tells a therapist (laughs) early on. But I do think, like, that description of of that guy... <laughs> oh yeah, she's yeah, literally like, "Holy, is this Samantha?" She's yeah. getting to every camping lodge, being like, "So," <laughs> but like, there is a version of this story she could have told if she wanted it to be more commercial, where she's like emphasizing the connection she had with this man, but she very openly is like, he was kind of uninteresting. He was like sort of stunted. He was not answering any of my questions or asking me any questions. I was obsessed with her. All she they was could like, do was talk about music. All they music did was talk about music. Wilco. She was sort of like, okay, I, I see. We're not going to connect at an intellectual level, but he's hot and I need to be dicked down because it's been a while and I haven't even masturbated this whole time, which she also <laughs> she was says like, Yeah, in the she book. was like, I was too like raw. How often do you think you would masturbate, Lily? On the PCT? If you were... Six weeks. I feel like every other night. Same. I'm like, it's all that that you have to it's do. Like, yeah, but then it's like, I feel like some nights you probably are like, this is a meme with myself. Sure. <laughs> I'd be like, ugh, I'm too tired tonight. <laughs> oh, totally. It's Rolls like, over. That's a classic Lily. That is a classic Lily. Yeah. Oh, wait, when you're alone? Yeah, alone. That's what I'm saying. I'm like... You know, being like, I can't tonight, I'm too tired. <laughs> That's cute. I feel like I'd save it up like a week at a time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, without any like porn or anything, I feel like I'd be a little bit like, well, all right, we'll go to bed. No imagination. I don't know. <laughs> I have an imagination. I totally have an imagination. <laughs> I totally imagine stuff all the time. I can get hard just sitting around. It's called a psychogenic erection. It happens to me every day. But don't you feel like you would be like nearing a spring and accidentally see some man bathing and then be like, well, I have to go behind a tree right now. Oh, and like watch him. No, I was more thinking thinking like not like watch him and masturbate, just like sort of take a mental snapshot and then and then. But I do feel like right. Some nights would be like as she literally had an ice axe, like her toes are killing her. Like there are some hard. You can't know there. unless you've been in the situation. Right. And who's I mean, yes, sure. Now I'm like, I do it every night. But if I'm maybe there, out maybe there. I'd be tired. I guess my main thing would be like the material of the sleeping bag. Mm. I don't like the idea of come if I can say that like and you're like, on that. It's like it's getting crusty. Well, you wouldn't on that come kind of, on the sleeping bag. You might. You might. You can't always control where it ends up, George. Well, maybe We're not all mathematicians like you. Maybe glasses. you're in your like rain gear, and she's always being like, well, I put on my rain gear as I headed into bed and read William Faulkner's As I Lay Dying, which I remember once I started to read, and you roasted me, and you were like, bitch, you're not going to finish that. Wait, that's so mean of me. I want you to finish Faulkner. And I didn't finish it. So. Well, there was one part where she was like fully lost, and she was like, that's it. I'm reading Lolita. Like, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually need to 
to just like set up camp right now and uh, read some literature yeah. because we are not getting anywhere, y'all. I just want to read right before they have sex because this just made me lol and we were talking about it before oh, yeah. about this folk singer. So this is also just like in such a good time in very Portland of the musicians they mentioned. I'm just like, Bob Marley, will go like... So they're sitting there and they're chatting and he goes, I've seen Michelle shocked live three times, Jonathan said. Three times? One time I drove through a snowstorm for the show. There were like only 10 people in the audience. Wow, I said, realizing there was no way I was going to keep my pants on with a man who'd seen Michelle shock three times, no matter how repulsive the flesh on my hips was. And this just killed me because Michelle shocked is a lesbian-looking, homophobic folk singer from the 90s who had a song called Anchorage that's very Cheryl Strayed that's about, like, writing to your friend about, like, actually how bad your life is going to. Hmm. Oh, she's very letters. A lot of letters. A lot of letters. And Michelle Schacht is just, like, literally so butch, but, like, in the 90s or, like, early 2000s. Was she, came, like, in she was like Fair era? Yeah, but she was almost even like too leftist for Lilith Fair. Okay. But it was that same era. And then she was like, God hates fags. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> and, and by the way, that was in yeah. 2013. Yeah. It's like recently. I was like looking this up. So in 2013, in a concert in San Francisco, out of nowhere, she goes on this homophobic rant against gay marriage. And then part of it is literally her being like, you can put it in the paper that Michelle Shocked says God hates fags. <laughs> And then, like, the rest of her tour was canceled and she was never heard from again. Because her entire no. life she'd been what we would now, you know, in contemporary parlance called queer baiting by literally looking like a huge like lesbian. Like, she looked like Katie Lang. Wow. She was, like, yeah. she was so Lilith Fair, so Indigo Girls. Like, Is she, like, from the Midwest in, like, a short, spiky hair yeah, like, way? Short, like, I mean, I don't know where she's from. She's probably from the Midwest or Northwest. And Lily was saying she's Christian. Yeah. Which is where this... In this, like, Christian leftist way, and I was like, did she have an affair with a little fair other musician? What happened? And I just love that also Cheryl Strait is, like, ultimate straight girl, but who loves, like, Wilco, Michelle Shaw. Oh, and, like, of course. Speaking of gay guys, she meets a gay guy on the trail. Rex, right? Yes, the yeah. only man who's not, like, a possible threat or <laughs> liaison. He was a big red-haired guy, gregarious and gay and 38 years old. He struck me as the kind of person who gave a lot of bear hugs. It's just like how to call someone a bear without yeah. saying it. <laughs> just be like, yeah. he was a big, gay, berry kind of person who had bear vibes to him. I was a little disappointed that they didn't become closer friends because I'm like, don't we? Then she gets jealous that he kind of is friends with Stacy, oh, who she kind true. of calls basic at one point. Oh, I loved that. Yeah. She was I, at some point after like becoming friends with Stacy, she's like, yeah, she was kind of giving girl that works in HR. And Rex has a corporate job that she found like completely uh, yeah. like in, like unexplainable. And Basically, cool. Rex and Stacy were both sort of like PR gay PR girl, and yeah. so they bonded. And Cheryl was like, "Hello, doesn't anyone like my homemade necklace?" Yeah, it says straight on it. <laughs> anyone else like doing heroin? Anyone else? Mom died. Yeah, people are always like, "Okay, okay. heroin girl, okay, yeah. heroin girl <laughs> died." Mom, we get it. You're yeah. weird. And but then people are always like, "Do you want to hike like the next section with us?" And she's just like. I need to do this on my own. Yeah. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. my question is, that whole time, is she secretly in her mind going, I need to do this on my own because I also need to write like a blockbuster memoir about this? I think she was more like, I promised myself this and I have to see it through. I also love this moment where she meets those like three women on the trail and she's so relieved and is so excited and is like, finally women, I don't have to be afraid. And then those like two strapping men like come and she's like, for some reason, I felt I was more like 
people with Doug yeah. than like <laughs> the three hippie 50 year old Cambridge moms. And it's like, yeah, you I are. Bet you did. <laughs> I love when she's also slightly bitchy, which meets that other woman who she describes as having like acne scars. <laughs> and this woman goes, you're so pretty. You'll be okay. Whatever you do. Me. People always just got to go on the fact that I'm good hearted. I never did have the looks. That's not true. I said, <laughs> I think you're pretty. You do? She asked. Yeah, I said. Though pretty wasn't precisely how I would have described her. Well, and by <laughs> the way, this is so. This is right after she me. found out that woman had lost her son. Yeah, Revealed. and Cheryl was like, "Well, she wasn't a looker." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just still being so cutting. Pretty wasn't precisely yeah, how I would have described pretty. her. But I actually, to me, this is what makes her not like a completely full of shit no, inspiration porn writer. Exactly. Like she actually is a real. She's not only advice column. I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, as somebody said to Tina Brown once that she said to us in her book that she wrote, you can teach people how to write, but you can't teach them what to notice. Mm. And it's the observations that make the writer. However, there are times because we were at a screening the other day and I told someone I was reading wild. Yeah. And he was like. Oh, I hate people who pretend to be good writers but aren't good writers. Referring to, to Cheryl. Cheryl Strayed. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of an easy thing to say about someone. But then I was like, I kind of know what you mean because I do feel like there's this way where she like is almost like too vulnerable and is like using all the vulnerability to kind of telegraph like, so you think cashing in on the mom chips and I, the heroin? I think more there's like sometimes a cliche, like there is one part where she was like flotsam. And when people talk about like emotional shipwrecks, I'm always just like a little bit like, that's kind of a cheesy crutch red flag for me. Not to fully disagree, but I was like, considering how much trauma porn this could have been, I felt like she always it's held a it under Like it was restrained, and then there would be like the one paragraph that would destroy you. Like so much of it really was just like, and then I got to the other campsite, and then I got to the other campsite, and then I threw away the condoms. No, I mean, there was a lot of restraint for sure, and I was absolutely and decimated by certain paragraphs, as I said, sobbed at the end. But I do think the flotsam of my grief, like, we need to put that in the dustbin of history (laughs) as far as phrases go. I do think that is also just so Portland. There's that's just the Portland the, writer stuff. That's the if Portland writer stuff. If you were in the community exactly, out there, literally. you might get it. You're the bad art friend. <laughs> like, I do feel like, right, she's at her big rumpus meetup, and they're all, like, at a big table. And, like, exactly. that is what someone is being. Like, yeah. Well, it's also, like, if you've spent time with these kinds of, I'll say, writer community types, mm-hmm. there's almost a competitiveness with which people divulge painful parts of their past. Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of, like, the equivalent of, like, comedians being at a show and, like doing meta comedy about being a comedian or something. It's like writers being like, let's see, what else, what else, what else? I was molested? Is that anything? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and you're like, "Um, how many times? (laughs) I mean, it is, I feel like it's the kind of reverse to the generation of Didion pretenders that have infiltrated New York and like where all of their essays are very just like, it's more the style of the prose is so. And then I stared and I lit a cigarette. I thought, I took off my glove. I took off the other glove. I waited for the door to open. It never did. And it's very just like nothing's happening. You're just describing things in a really kind of cold, sober way and hoping that it sounds profound. Mm -hmm. Whereas like this is more I'm going to divulge, divulge, divulge. When I found tiny, beautiful things, the show, I didn't read the book, way more trauma porn where like I was crying every episode of that show. But I was also like you were crying at tiny, beautiful things. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, weird lesbian. Anyway. Yeah. Weird okay, lesbian. weird lesbian. Yeah, I was. Look, some of us emotions hit differently. Wait, okay? I feel like I haven't watched it, but I'm surprised you're surprised because I feel like the entire point of that show is like, to, to make, make you, cry. you cry. Yeah. Isn't just like a series of basically like, like dramatized Again, letters. I guess I wasn't buying it and it was just to like the eighth Hulu remake of Friends with Money and I was kind of just I feel like, like I was taken by Han's performance. It was it felt a little paint by numbers to me. That's what I'm saying. Watching it, I was like, oh, stop making me cry. Like I was getting on the boat. So since we're on the topic of tiny beautiful things, I do have a bomb to drop that I've already told both of you, which is that I saw the stage adaptation starring and written by Nia Verdalos. Oh my god! Which is so it's Nia Verdalos. It's Nia Verdalos. Now there's a Cheryl yes, Strayed. That's it's a Cheryl Strayed. It's, it's Nia Verdalos. I'm ready for a Greek Cheryl Strayed. What if Cheryl Strayed was Greek? <laughs> she, okay, yeah. She changed her name again. She's like Stamatopoulos. <laughs> um, oh wait, because did we reveal this on the episode yet that she made up Strayed? She made because she's Strayed. Right. Because she's Strayed, and it's after she gets divorced, and she's like crying in this like hole in the wall divorce office and then, <laughs> yeah. with and her tattooed divorce lawyer yeah and just like and, and downtown Minneapolis and they're getting divorced and she just goes I love him you know I love him sobbing and the like notary woman is like I cool. know <laughs> I know you do and then they get their forms and they're like we can do any name and she's like then me and my soon to BX husband Paul just joked for hours. She's always been like, my soon-to-be ex-husband and I were joking for hours, and then we fucked in the yeah. bed of my truck, and then I said goodbye on a side road in Minneapolis. I feel like <laughs> the two most Pacific Northwest writer community things about her are A, that she changed her name to Strayed, and B, that she got matching tattoos after getting divorced from yes. her husband. <laughs> Wait, but go back to the Vardalos yes. adaptation. So it's Nia yeah. Vardalos. And she's like, I'm going to adapt. I'm going to adapt this. Uh, where was the production? Some like off-Broadway theater in New York. It New was, York I want to say like almost 10 years ago. I went with like my ex's parents when I first moved to New York. Oh, oh my wow. ex's parents to the New York. did Vardalos. you guys get matching tattoos on your on the eve of your breakup? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, God hates fags. <laughs> Inspired by our favorite musician, Michelle Shocked. That is so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. The moment I sobbed, and I don't know if this will anger you also, Stephen, um, in the book. I'm already furious. I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> the horse. Yeah, exactly. I, I was literally about to say horse. You know what? Yeah. I almost cried at horse, but I didn't let myself because that's like you're allowed to cry. I had hand over my my mouth. Mm -hmm. But it was like I don't know. For some reason, I was so with her and her journey mm. that I like couldn't even cry yet. And I actually didn't cry until the first time that she cries on the trail. That's wow. So you. And it was like when she said I finally <laughs> cried. I was like I suddenly saw myself finally crying. People should read the book because the horse part is I'm not going to say crazy, what happened to the all, horse, but you, you can, can probably imagine. guess when I'm saying the horse. The horse? It's not great for the horse. It was her mom's horse. Yeah. And, and as someone whose mom no has was... rode horses. Yes. And as someone whose sister has rode horses. Yeah. So it hit as a family member of a horse girl. <laughs> that hit really close to home. The, the part <laughs> where I finally cried was when... She's on the PCT as she is for the entire <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're like, so oh, I love that part. She's hiking. And, and there's wildfires and they're creating these most incredible sunsets. Mm -hmm. And she's so taken by the sunset. She's so amazed by it. She starts thinking about her dad and how abusive he was. And she goes, that was my father. It amazed me again of all his wild things that his failure to love me should have always been the wildest thing of all. But on that night, as I gaze out over the darkening land, 
Fifteen some nights out on the PCT, it occurred to me that I didn't have to be amazed by him anymore. There were so many other amazing things in this world. They opened up inside of me like a river. Like I didn't know I could take a breath. And then I breathed. And then she starts crying. And they weren't tears of joy. And they weren't tears of sadness. She goes, I was crying because I was full. I mean... Which, of course, harkens back to her describing herself at the beginning of the book as the girl with a hole in her heart mm. or something, or like mm. a, a hole inside of her. <laughs> a hole inside of her. Oh, right. hole. Well, of course, as women, you know, we all have well, the hole that can never be filled. Celebrity Book Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Pacific, Pacific Crest, Crest segments. What, what does she eat? wear? What does she wear? How, How does, does she, she live? live? And are we doing about Cheryl Current? Are we doing? I think let's do Cheryl now. Yeah, yeah. There's a part that I think might help us in illustrate what she oh, wears now. I know it's your time out. It's early on in the book. She's talking about fantasizing about moving to New York to become a writer. Oh yes, yes. Which yes. we learn you actually don't need to do, and she didn't write when she lived there. And she's talking about her life that might happen when she goes. She's like. The real me was beneath that, pulsing under all the things I used to think I knew. How I'd finish my BA in June and a couple months later off we'd go. How we'd rent an apartment in the East Village or Park Slope. Places I'd only imagined and read about. How I'd wear funky ponchos with adorable (laughs) knitted hats and cool boots while becoming a writer in the same romantic down and out way that so many of my literary heroes had. She could not be more funky, badass boots poncho i think i mean her boobs are like really big i think she's like tight jeans kind of flared awesome fucking boot maybe fry boots yeah i also think she's she has the money for fries well it's portland mom so it's like um stretch denim and keen shoes oh you think she's more like sensible lesbian shoe about it and also like long sleeves like 
slight decollete, like long sleeves. What, you're, what you're describing sounds like the pioneer woman, like that kind of clothing, <laughs> yeah. like QVC level, like scoop neck. I think scoop neck. Belt. I think scoop neck, and also like a I bag that has one too many. It's like leather strap, like canvas bag. bag. I definitely yeah, or think she's. Ho- yeah. I think she's hobo bag. I actually do think that she's living she's her more... poncho fantasy, though. Yeah. Don't you? And I think that the tops are a little bit sexier than you're describing. I think they're a little more form fitting. I think they're maroon. I think they're deep purples. You know, because she was afraid of the deep purple lipstick that she finds at that co-op, <laughs> at the like, expensive co-op in the town with the Deadhead Festival. I love her going like Sephora mode, like being so samples, but it's at the co-op. I think she I, also like is like she's putting on like a tattered. I do think ponchos are involved or just dusters, but I think it's tight tank top, cleavage, lacy bra. Because when she gets clothes that she sends to herself later on, she's like faded 501s. Black lace bra. You're saying you think she's over her sexy era, George? No, I think it's. I think it is age appropriate. Fifty five year old Portland sexy. Like I do think there is some cleavage to the LL Bean long sleeve. Form-fitting shirt. Yeah, okay, form-fitting. The form words fitting. I wanted yes. to hear. Yes. I no, think it's form-fitting. Hugging and it might be more. layered in a sexy way, like tank top and then low sweater. Sweater that's lower than the sweater. Kind of, her boobs are, her nipples are out and the sweater goes under them. Don't you also kind of think that she's like the top customer at like Portland's only dry bar? <laughs> yeah, like her hair is Her blown, hair does look great. Yeah. It's blown the fuck out. She's wearing a silk maroon Kenley. That's what I'm saying. The, it's, yeah. it's dark colors to offset those icy blue eyes. Sure, 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 blonde sure, sure. Hair. And I think she's also, because she is like a hiker, she's so gear closet with the husband with all their like keens. Keen. The yeah. boots. Yeah. Another kind Honey, when Cheryl Strayed walks into the Portland REI, attention. No. Okay. <laughs> oh. Everyone runs. No, it's, it's like, literally it's like, like Martha Stewart walking into the Four Seasons in <laughs> yeah, 1995. It's like, like Woody Allen playing yes. the sax at Bemo Mintz. Is it the sax that he plays? In and Manhattan? I think she's Don't very, write like, in. I think yeah, she's he, like, cheesy. Famously. She is like her total nasty underwear. And I think she's like, is turning on her husband of now 26 years with some like, Matching lingerie and like but, garter yes. belts. But I guess that's what I'm like. Stretch denim, big belt. The sexy, belt is huge. I agree. Sexy, form-fitting, purple or maroon top. <laughs> okay. And then I would say she literally will wear the homemade jewelry that a fan gave her at a signing. Yes. She won't like throw it away like um, okay. Elizabeth Gilbert would. <laughs> I knew you were gonna about to say Liz Gilbert because it was on the top. I was just like, that's what the Liz Gilbert. I think Liz Gilbert would be like, this is amazing. She puts it in a box. Exactly, and then, like, exactly. She kind of hopes that But I think Cheryl years. would be like, this was given to me by a woman who lost everything in a fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's when I wrote tiny little beautiful, <laughs> perfect fires. <laughs> okay, what okay. does she eat? Okay, I think she is quinoa stir fry. But I think she, CSA, but I still think she loves a big... Bison burger on Sundays. I, yeah, I kind of think that she is going to the whatever the coal oven pizzeria in Portland is like at least once a week with her boys. Yeah, and her non-binary awesome oh, child that she was celebrating on National Daughters Day. Yeah, <laughs> does she have a non-binary child? She had a daughter with short hair. And oh, so, and in the but... mo- in Tiny Beautiful Things, she does have a lesbian daughter who's like having threesomes. Oh right, Nia consulted on that. <laughs> There's one point in the book where she's like, what I was craving was a Caesar salad with oh. chicken on it. 
this is why she's like girl dinner because yeah. her dream dinner that she's having oh, in the book is fries, green and salad, and fries. Yes, and she's like the yin and yang of my personality, my needs and wants was fresh but also fried. Fresh, fresh like, isn't and that fried. crazy? It's just like it's the most normal girl dinner thing ever. I want a salad with fries. Yeah. And how does she live? It's a big wooden table. It's comfy, mm, but it's orange. A lot of wood. And bright color. I agree with the orange. I think she has a beautiful home. And I think there's stones. And I feel like they're, is this crazy to say? She has a koi pond. Okay, that is crazy. You're, just, you're only saying that because we went to the Japanese gardens in Portland and we both loved it's, it. Oh, I actually didn't even put that together. I think that was in there. It's a Pacific Northwest style to have a quit bond. Mm. She could be a little like small statues in the backyard. I think she's definitely Buddha. I think she definitely yeah. has Buddha statues. Definitely Buddha. I do wonder if maybe she's a little bit of a hoarder. I think it's a little bit messy for sure. Yeah. And I think her husband's getting mad at her for it being messy. And there's like piles of papers and manuscripts and other scripts. And but her and office is her safe space. She like retreats there. It's a tiny, beautiful she mess. She has a separate little like sauna that he built for her in the backyard, and that's her safe space. Why don't you try that on first size? Does she go to a massage place or have someone come to her place to massage? She her? goes to a massage place, and I think she has a smaller. She has a woman-owned one. I guess like I feel like it's the new Subaru, but women stuff. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> she gets in her big Forester. Don't you think she's like more Prius? I feel like she's classic Prius. I think she's Prius. Yeah, I'm seeing her an SUV, and I feel like she's upset the phone, about the environment. But all the SUVs now are like technically like. Oh, she's so my parents. Like, she has what she has a, like a gas efficient. Their Mustang, yeah, electric their electric Mustang. Because she was like, I will not buy a Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> she's not. And she also one of the things she said to Brooke Shields is that you know <laughs> she was already in her mind a quote unquote successful writer when Wild came out. She was like, when I dreamed of success as a writer, I didn't think of a lot of money. I just thought like this is at least my full time job. I had written a novel. I had my column, my syndicated column in like four alt weeklies in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest, whatever. And so she was like, I'm so happy that when I finally did get that level of success, I was mm. a grown-up. I was like 42, and I did not. it did not affect how I live my life. It just meant I had more financial security. She was like, I still sent my kids to public school. I didn't move to L.A. And so I do think she's more... I don't think she's bought a BMW. No. Absolutely no, no, not, no. honey. No, she's living within her means, and she's living very comfortably very within comfortable. those means. Yes. Yeah. Okay, who are you in the book? Okay, George, I mean, now that you went to Iceland, I guess I'm just like, <laughs> Cheryl. are you Cheryl? I feel the like- The trip is not sounding very <laughs> no, Cheryl. it's me. not Cheryl. I think I'm the guy who writes for the Hobo Times, who is completing a PhD <laughs> in anthropology. That's with the Hobo Times guy. I don't know if your car's that messy, though. That yeah, guy was- No, that's fair. was so- My I've car- your house, it's not a- I, I think car is looking thing. hobo times right You're now. You're a little hobo times. Well, no, I think You're I'm, the Bob Marley t-shirt. I'm Bob Marley t-shirt, but I'm also Cheryl. You are the literal t-shirt. Yeah, I am the <laughs> t-shirt. There was a moment when I was visiting my sister in Austin, and I was like going to thrift stores, and I got so confused, so I just basically was walking along the highway, <laughs> Cheryl style, and I was dressed in all black, and these very kind of like Mumford & Sons coated brown boots that I used to have, and I was walking along the highway in Austin. It was so sweaty, and I came to an underpass, and a bunch of guys, who were kind of bridge people waved <laughs> waved me over because they also thought I was a fellow hobo. Like, hobo basically and they were like hey come on over here and I just kind of waved and I realized kind of I looked of 
Homeless experience. Homeless drifter experience. Dr- it was more drifter vibes. Right. Like, I got off the bus and I'm making my way to, you know. To the latest trash can fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Cheryl at that moment. I think I feel like I could see myself backpacking, even though I've never done it, which is also very but Cheryl. But you've been she to has Banff. that quote where she's like, I've been back and realized that I've actually haven't been backpacking. I've been on like week long hiking trips, but staying in like little cabins along the way. Oh, but that is so much more than I've ever done. And yeah, I, I feel like you've done the most backpacking. That is shocking of. to me. I think of you as so not backpacking, <laughs> urbane. <laughs> I think what you are. I think you are Cheryl making metallic tape boots Which out of her out of her sandals and being like, um, okay, these are kind of chic. That literally is me. <laughs> that's so me because have you seen my wallet oh maybe that's what I think I have yeah is it a tape wallet no it's just rubber bands oh and I feel like Steven you're like always so proud it's like yeah it's not like you can't afford a wallet oh sure you're sure, just sure. like yeah. yeah if I was just done rubber bands I'm a little low on cash right now as you can see <laughs> <laughs> well, the pack hasn't come yeah, in yet. Yeah, your box hasn't come in. My, you need to get my your resupply box. box to come to the post okay, office. Okay, to me, by the way, sidebar with the boxing, I was like, I guess she's trying to piecemeal out her 20s. But I was like, why not start with just I know. a little well, bit so more So for cash. everyone listening, she would get a box at every stop, and every box would have a $20 bill in it. And so... It was 1995, so yeah. that could go a little bit further. But... Listen, if something happens, if it fucking rains, your pack gets stolen by a bear, you don't want all oh, that money to go. Or if you get robbed. So it's an insurance yeah. policy. Yeah. You don't want to have everything on you. But sure. I would still give myself more than 20. I guess it was just all the money she had. But still, I was like, can we pack it a little more with cash? I was kind of obsessed with how low on cash she was. Like, she really just yeah. actually had to and, really... And, like, you did it. She does a ton of hitchhiking. Yes, but she also never asks for money. I kept waiting for her to be like, yeah, okay, it pains me to Paul. say this, but, like, I'm... Or even just, like, all these friends she made along the way, they would have lent her some money. Well, it's always, like, people, like, drinking beer at, like, the lakeside bar or whatever. And her ordering ice water. Yeah. And they're like, don't you want a rum and coke? And she's like, no, water for me. But then, like, does get offered drinks. Like, Hawaiian screwdrivers. I wonder if this is actually, like, a Scandinavian thing because she's from Minnesota and maybe she's descendant from Scandinavian culture, which reminds me of that viral Twitter thread from six months ago about how Scandinavian culture is not about lending things Mm. because it, like, creates an honor debt. Yeah, she is so Robin in that way. (laughs) (laughs) She's very Robin. She doesn't want the honor debt. Totally. I mean, what really saved her is that REI has an amazing satisfaction policy and they, they send will... her new boots Yeah, that were bigger. I wonder if they still have that policy. I bet they do. Then you could say you're unsatisfied and then go over to Grail. Oh, you just know they got rid of that policy one month after this book came out. <laughs> Everyone is calling me like, so, oh, yeah. so totally fit. I love that it's also the gay that tells her about yeah. their policy. Of course, he's gays like, know girl. all the customers. Yeah, are. He's like, honey, sit down. We have to talk. 1-800-REI, baby. <laughs> Okay, I give this book honestly 4.9 boots out of five. It's a real book. And no, if you want to read, read you wanna it. You want to be like shaken and inspired. Like, I give it, like, I'm going to say, fuck it, five Caesar salads and fries yeah, out of five. I like, agree. I was like, this is a goddamn book. It fucking broke me. And it's really, really beautiful. And it's about the death of parents. It's about trials and tribulations. It's about divorce and divorce and and things that, you know, we all will experience. Mm -hmm. Especially heroin. (laughs) Yes, especially heroin. It's about like literally not having headphones as you walk. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) 
I give it five bloody toenails out of five. Mm. George, um, it's been such a George, thank you so much for coming on our yeah. show. Absolute dream come true. And thank you, it must be said, Lily, for recommending we do this book. I mean, I see you posting out there these photos <laughs> of Reese and Wild, and I was like, well, we're going to do Wild. <laughs> We're doing wild in and honor I, of you. Yeah, and Thank I, you I will for inspiring say, me. Cheryl did comment on my Halloween photos and said, "Stay Stop. wild, George. Stay wild." But also, when we did our Stranger Lab show in Portland, we tried to get her as a guest, and she did not do it. But to her credit, mm. we she, tried to get Tanya Harding as a guest. <laughs> yeah. She also never didn't, responded yeah, to my DM. So Cheryl responded said, like, I can't do it, I have a prior commitment, but I love the premise, and then followed Stradio Lab on Instagram. Oh, that's oh sweet. She's God. a real forever, she's a Friend. guiding light in my life, I would say. Yeah. We love you, Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl, for Thank telling you, women's Cheryl. stories. <laughs> Thank you, George, for telling women's stories and hearing them. Thank you, guys. All right, okay. ladies. Stay with us. Bass! This podcast was executive produced by... Christina Everett, who died in 1957 when the Pacific Crest Trail was still only a dream in her little pocket. It was produced by Darby Masters, who, along with Clinton Churchill Clark, sort of came up with the idea after Christina initially came up with it. And then they kind of took on her legacy and were like, okay, we're really going to try and take this story to Congress and then it was actually Abu Zafar who was supervising the congressional hearings but also producing the podcast but also doing the hearing stuff and this was like in the 70s now eventually they did designate the Pacific Crest Trail a national trail in 1994 along with Team Flip's Horse who did the music for the trail and Teddy Blanks did that graphic design for like the trail heads and all the wayfinding, which has helped folks. And in the human shade of Ponderosa Pines, we did initially conceive of this podcast and then start producing it with Prologue Projects, who now no longer works on the trail. But we wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors. And we also wish that you go to patreon.com slash CBC the pod and subscribe because then you can have additional content that you can experience and enjoy or just sort of let it wash over you um, and not really even take it in. And that is only $5 a month. So that comes strongly recommended from many experts. And I just want to say thank you again for listening to the episode, but especially the credits because credit is so important. No more than ever. I love you. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.